What's up, everybody? This is Jared from Echo Blades, and you're listening to the Triple T Podcast for Knife Makers. As always, I have my co-host, Dennis Terrell. What's up, Dennis? Hey, how's it going? You're joining us from a car in another state. <laughs> yeah, I'm from Idaho. <laughs> uh, the day job brought you to Idaho? Yeah, a quick trip out here, uh, unplanned, but here I am sitting in... It's actually only 46 degrees, so it's not that bad. I don't have anything to complain about. Oh, that's not bad. No. Cool. Well, what else is new? I actually haven't talked to you in a few days, so uh, what's going on? Oh, like uh, I had some time in the shop this weekend. Um, I got my Viper chair came in. I'm super Saw stoked that. about that. Yeah. That is was, a uh, kick-ass chair. That's a comfy-ass chair right there. Holy shit. The big boy attachment on there to comfortably <laughs> fit my big ass on. <laughs> the the sidecars. <laughs> yeah. It's a rectangle seat on the shop chair. It's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I was kind of, uh, we'll say, air quote, gifted this uh, chair. And um, I'm stoked about it. Um, I did order. Nice. <clears throat> I must have mixed up the specs because it's uh, a little higher than I need right now. But um, I called those guys up, and they're, I guess, the the difference between the two styles, elevated and regular, are just the actual legs that go around the chair. Um, you could either send the chair back, wait 30-plus days, and then they'll send you this whole package back, or you could I could buy the other legs for 100 bucks and get that um chair modify bring it down so i was like okay well that's that's an easy hundred bucks right there same crap how, how much was this chair i'm not gonna tell you <laughs> that's all public information <laughs> uh well yeah i shouldn't i shouldn't uh complain because i got a couple of new tools this week as well so Ooh. Got the new lathe in this week. Got to play with that. Be a video on that. Probably not for another month, but uh uh oh yeah. Well you you were around to help me lift that bad boy onto the stand. Uh yes. it's not light. No, it was not. <laughs> it so, was actually not that bad. No, it wasn't for bad. two muscular, <laughs> strong folks like us. <laughs> Yeah, got myself a Precision Matthews lathe uh, with a little help from the the guys at Precision Matthews. They kind of kicked a, a pretty good discount my way. So I uh, figured I'd get the new lathe. Um, so, yeah, a couple of projects I'm going to do on that pretty soon. Um, I've already set it up. I've already broke a tool. So, you know. It, uh... <laughs> broke a tool? <laughs> I broke a parting a parting tool on the uh, on the lathe because I'm a dumbass, but you oh, know. Nice. Tell me more. Uh, you, <laughs> you know, one of those carbide parting tools—they're not super rigid, and I got a little too anxious and snapped it off. And the the lathe's going fast enough. When one of those things snap, you have no idea where it, where it, where it went. <laughs> <laughs> Could oh. be anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> no, I didn't even hear it. Just, just, oh. ping, gone. Oh, Lord. All I know is it wasn't in my eye or my arm, so I was happy. It's in some sheetrock on the wall somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's probably uh, embedded <laughs> in the ceiling or something. Well, I guess it would be, I guess it would be the floor, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, lots of progress in the shop this week. Uh, got the new lathe, got it set up. Hey, and I need to know if uh, you want the old lathe. So uh, if you're still chewing on that, or am I going to uh, put it up for sale? Yeah, I think you're going to put it up for sale. We'll just squash it right now. I, there's All right. no way I can accommodate any more room in this shop right now. Yeah, I got the new lathe, and I finally finished those uh, and I need a name for that set, um, but the plug welded uh, chef knife set. Finally oh, finished nice. those, so that'll be a build video coming up this weekend. Uh, very happy with them. Um, they have uh, beautiful Koa handles. Um, they're integral chef knives, so I'm pretty excited about those. So, yeah. 
nice to get some things finished uh, and on to the next. Pro- I got to start my Viking build. That like this weekend, I got to get going on this Viking build. It's giving me angst that I haven't uh, started it yet. But I mean, how, how long do you have? Well, I got till April, but oh. I don't want to get into like the back half of March and then realize that I have only a couple of weeks to do a really complicated Damascus project. So, oh, yeah, I mean, we're already in the middle of February already. Right. And it's going to be probably four full days of forging to get that pattern, the pattern that I want. So, yeah, it's going to be well. I got to I got to get my ass moving. All right, yeah, well, hurry up. (laughs) (laughs) So I... uh, Go ahead. No, go ahead. So I... um, What I did get to do this weekend, which has kind of got me all fired up right now, is on... um, Sometime last week, I went over, and I think we were talking about, you know, in in the beginner series episode uh, last week, we were talking about, you know, trying to reach out to people and getting relationships with other makers and, you know, collaborating and, you know, just continuing to try to grow and and do stuff. And we were talking also about uh, the stock removal and forging. And I was saying how much, you know, forging is just, you know, it challenges me. I'll say that. So uh, anyway, I, I hit up my buddy, uh, Nick Rollins um, from Rollins Knife. If you guys aren't checking him out, go check him out. Guy does amazing work, um, kind of Japanese style chef knives. Um, I'm just, I'm all about it. I like what he does. And um, so, yeah, go check him out. But uh, I was went over to his shop on Thursday night. And uh, previously, we had started to forge a knife, and um, so I brought it back and was kind of I kind of cleaned it up a little bit. And he was looking, and he's like, "Well, we could do this, and you know, we could kind of work on it a little bit more." And I'm like, "Good lord! Like, you know, how many times do you want to throw this thing back in the forge?" You know. So, anyways, we did, and oh man, I am all fired up for forging right now, like. It just reinvigorated me to just get back after it. And honestly, I saw progress in my understanding of the way we were, you know, the knife was moving and, you know, how awesome. the, like my biggest problem is how, how the metal moves and how to get it to do what I want it to do. Right. So um, we spent a, about an hour forging and stuff like that. And I, I think the knife got even better. Um looking anyways right now and um i just i left there and i'm just i'm fired up to you know to conquer this part you know uh, of my making jersey because stock removal is awesome i don't have anything bad to say about it and i love doing it but um i'm i'm i want to be a forger A forger. Is that what it's called? <laughs> I don't know. Is it, is it a forger? Someone who who uh, makes fake money? Isn't that a forger? Well, make fake knives, but no. <laughs> All right, I don't want to be a bladesmith versus a knife maker. Uh, That's better. You know, whatever that. There you go. That sounds right. cooler. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. So I I don't know. It was it was such a good time. Uh, I'm looking forward to kind of going back, and I think we're gonna kind of finish the process there. Uh, but I enjoy being a student and kind of just listening to instruction and you know it was it was a lot of fun man so thank you Nick. all right I appreciate it well future forging session at your house using your forge then yeah I, so i just i started watching basic forging uh things on youtube like and uh i came across uh brian just did a video on fine-tuning the Apollo Forge, and I'm like, yeah, I should probably uh, fire that thing up this winter before it gets too hot. So let's go. Yeah. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to do it. All right. Give me a call. Let's do it. All right. So what else is going on? I know you've been working hard at the day job, but... Uh, yeah, that currently it... sucks. Yeah. That absolutely sucks. So I just... I'm sure there's someone out there that's listening to this that, and I actually had a conversation with uh, somebody that's, you know, our, our life gets so busy 
and you know with family jobs all that stuff and we don't uh, you just don't have the time to do what you know you want to do right but that's life right so there's seasons in life and you know currently right now i'm just over inundated with that but um i did get to i made some time this weekend put the chair together i also made this little um i can't remember where i saw it but so instead of like mounting my vice onto my metal welding table, the big four foot by four foot, one inch thick table, I put these like um, tube steel tucked underneath. I just put a video out. Um, yeah, I just, today. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing. Uh, what, yeah, tell me about yeah, it. What so is I, it? I put this, uh, so we took like a, a tube steel and kind of hit it up under the lip of the table and the frame. And then we put, uh, mounted the vise onto like basically like a tooling arm for a grinder so i can slide it in and it could be on the table mounted to the table and then when i'm done with it i could just pop it off and hide it somewhere so i don't have like a vice permanently bolted down on my table so i did three of those all on three corners of the table so i'm planning on putting the knife vise on one um and whatever else, I don't know. There's it's endless how many things we can kind of attach to the table and unattach. That's a cool that's idea. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm stoked I don't about quite that. have the concept of what you did in my head, but I'll have to go watch the video. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Pickle uh, cutters was saying, I'm not sure what I just watched, but <laughs> 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 I don't know. Check it out. All right, because I, I I need to get when um. I found the last time I did a course with, um, with two people like, uh, you know, teaching is still relatively new for me. I've only done five or six classes and haven't done many with two people and, uh, doing one with two people. I realized I only have one knife vice, so I got to make a second knife vice and I don't really want to mount it to the table all the time. Cause what am I going to do with two knife vices? all the time. So yeah, that's, uh, I, I want to watch what you did and maybe I'll steal it. Well, I have an idea too. You could, you could use your kind of the same concept, but you can kind of put one. Oh no, you're using the, uh, the post vice during that as well. Well, you're not using it while you're hand sanding, right? No, no. I mean, and I usually like to make those things like mount in vices. So, like the knife vice mounting in another vice. I could do something like that. I have another vice yeah. on that table. So yeah, well, maybe I'll just do that. Yeah. That's what I was you can, Cause I, I don't know the, the, the kind of the, the tooling arm thing. I'm, I'm thinking about your shop. I don't see where. Yeah. It would kind of work, but that's yeah. cool. I like it. Yeah, so fired up about forging. Uh, me too, actually. You know, after last discussion, I'm like, God, I, I wouldn't mind forging something again. But now I, I'm like, I, and then I, I got to go back and say, no, no, don't get distracted. Uh, I got to finish. Uh, I finally got all the parts, like the official parts for, like the official material, I should say, for the sanding machine. Um, like all the aluminum and all the actual, you know, the aluminum that I'm going to use in the build. And I just machined it all today on the, on my mill, um, according to the exact specs, like the fusion 360 designs before I go and get someone else to like start making parts on mass. Um, I got to make sure that my designs make sense. So I just put it, I just put the last screw in, uh, but I haven't had a chance to test it yet. So uh, I'm excited about that. And then I'll be, if that's all good, the last thing to be designed is the enclosure, which I have no idea how to do. I don't, I have, I have no idea how to do sheet metal. So that's, I got to learn that whole thing in Fusion 360 and, and then figure out where I'm going to get all these parts cut and drilled and machined. So, but it's getting closer. I'm hoping by the spring it's an actual product that's for sale. So we'll see. Nice. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually, 
the aluminum, like <clears throat> now that it's all done in aluminum and it's not like janky parts from around my shop, it actually looks really good. I was like, oh. man, that looks pretty professional. <laughs> that's that's pretty funny you said that because I was looking at that that thing that we made for the vice, and uh, as I was taking a picture of it to to put on the uh, on the reel, I was just like, oh my god, there's not a straight edge on this plate that we mounted the the vice to on the bottom. It's like, ugh. But I, you know, that happens when you're using scrap material that you have, and you know, just trying to make stuff work. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I, I can't get distracted. I'm trying to finish up the the sanding machine. I'm I got f- five knives on the table, which is more than I've ever had. Um, you know, and I and I still have this looming in the back of my head that Blade is in June, and uh, I got to get some knives done for Blade. So. I just no. had a crushing realization that that is, I mean, with it already being damn near March, right? And and like, it was just Christmas, like a blink, you know? And here we are almost through <laughs> two months of the year, I guess one and a half, but um, yeah, that's going to be here before you know it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I want to have some knives for the two. I don't think I'm going to have quite as many knives this year, but who knows? And you say that uh, I always say that, said that last year, and then you bust. Out I know like seven knives, and you know, two weeks before to go. Yeah, I might take the week off before Blade, and I'm taking the week off after. So, um, I might crank out a bunch of knives in that last five, four, four or five days. We'll see. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, but uh, yeah, lots of. Uh, Lots of stuff going on. Um, well, let's talk about um, the Triple T episode was well received on uh, getting started as a knife maker or uh, getting started with um, stock removal. This week we'll be getting started at bladesmithing. So uh, I'm, I haven't even haven't even put my notes down yet on what I'm going to talk about, but obviously anvils hammers um you know what the basics you need to get started forge um that kind of thing um i think i'm probably gonna spend a little bit of time going over types of hammers and um and hammer technique as in like how to swing a hammer not uh, without hurting yourself in the long term but uh, what uh, what else? Uh, you're excited about forging. What are the things you want to learn right now? I think for this one, anyways, I think you're right on on track with kind of. I, I was just thinking as you were saying that, like, unfortunately, bladesmiths, everything that you need is going to be in addition to <laughs> the stuff you're going to have to get for the knife maker part, you know, uh, or stock removal, I should say. Because, you know, you need the anvil, you need the hammers, um, you know, for as far as tool acquisition. Um, but, you know, I, like I said, I, I think it, as <clears throat> basic as it sounds, you know, you know, the round part of the hammer does this, the straight, the peen does this, the, you know, just, you know, basic movements of, of the of the steel. I think it would be cool if you did the uh, the clay demonstration. The what? You cut out. You were talking about like how you uh, demonstrate stuff with clay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be a quick, easy way without you know actually eating up the metal for just this one. Yeah, and it's actually yeah, because the hard part of doing a uh, a forging video is it's really loud and the forge is on and it's hard to get mic'd up and actually talk when all that's happening. So it's a little easier with the clay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but it's it's not as. It's but not you can also deep. like. <laughs> so what I was finding out was like you're. You're discussing what your intent is, right? But, uh, <laughs> when you take the steel out, I want to look at it. Apparently, that was something uh, my buddy was saying. He's like, when you take it out, stop looking at it. Put it on the anvil and hit it. <laughs> I've you seen know? you do that. <laughs> so, yeah, because I want to look at it, think about it, and I'm just letting all this heat go away, but. You know, and also when you're talking about like a miss hit or what you're doing, you're pointing at, you can't obviously handle the material, but 
clay you can i don't know it, it, it might be a yeah a no no i have clay there. maybe i'll uh, i'll do a little session on clay and like the basics of moving probably talk about in, in that in relation to hammers and shapes and things like that yeah but. i don't that's what eludes me so i mean I, I you get it but in the heat of it all no pun intended uh it, <laughs> it tends to go right out the out the window yeah so yeah i'll probably do something like that i don't i don't i don't know i'll i'll think about it tomorrow when i actually start thinking about the uh the video and what i'm going to do um probably i need to talk about anvils and the you know yes you don't need an anvil but i, I do want to cover the parts of an anvil because everyone in everyone does that oh i'm just going to hit in the center of the anvil all the time um so I do want to move around and talk about, you know, the, the edges and the, the horn and stuff like that. So yeah, probably well, cover some great. of that. I mean, I'm no, I wouldn't say I'm a, a expert at, uh, at forging. I mean, I do it enough and this is probably something to get into like the whole, you know, we've had this discussion, but like, I'm not a purist when it comes to, um, you know, oh, it must be forged. You must forge everything to shape. My opinion is that, you know, I'll forge because I think it's fun or if I need to because the blade needs it. Like I'm doing a Damascus pattern like feather or something, something that I, I need the pattern to morph to the knife and I can't cut it out, right? I don't want to cut it out of the... Uh, out of the billet right um but there's times when forging's bad like the layered constructions you don't want to forge those because like if people like oh but i want to forge in my bevels but if you do that on the layered constructions you're just thinning the layers so that instead of a nice like where like take a kumai for example instead of the copper being a third up the blade you start hammering the front of the blade because you want to hammer in your bevels. You want to forge in your bevels. Well, you're just thinning those layers. And now that copper is closer to the edge at the front of the knife or wherever you did your bevels. And right. you're just making that core thinner. So there are times to forge. I mean, me personally, I am more, I'm always concerned with the finished product. How I got there, that's, you know, that's up for debate. I mean, that's, that's, that's my personal preference. If I got there through, Hey, I'm just going to forge the Damascus or whatever. And then I'm going to stock removal the billet, or I'm going to forge it to shape, or it's an inner goal. So <clears throat> I really do need to forge it. Like it's a, it's a matter of need, not, or, or want, not that I must forge it because that's the only way to do it. And I am so glad that I'm not, I don't have any opinion on that either way. Cause I just, I have never considered that. I haven't been influenced in that way that this is the right way. This is the wrong way. Um, pretty fortunate to not have that battle, I guess, uh, for me anyways, you know, I I'm with you a hundred percent, you know, uh, I it just, it's gotta get done, you know? And, you know, I do this stuff for enjoyment, right? I mean, this is, this is what I'm doing it for. I mean, everybody else can <clears throat> whatever opinion they need, but um, yeah, I think a combo forged stock removal is, is, is appropriate in you know certain circumstances and vice versa. Yeah, people get into such religious debates on this, like, oh, you can't call yourself a, you know, what is a knife maker versus a bladesmith? Like all this this necessity to put labels on things and to put people in little buckets and like you're over here in this bucket and I'm over here in this bucket. And, you know, especially on the Facebook groups, like, Oh, it's like some of these guys like, Oh, you're a second class citizen. Cause you're just a stock removal guy. And um, it's just nonsense. Um, where the, you know, I, I think it is. I should say that. I think it's nonsense. I know some, some of my favorite makers are stock movie guys. 
Yeah. And I love and, hearing the stock removal guys go in on the on the bladesmiths too. It's it's awesome to me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's, I feel like it's a hard to, hot take there right there. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, for sure. The uh oh I could do this faster if I forged it. I'm like, well, maybe. The whole I yeah, know, but you my... can you, you can save the steel. You can save the seventy nine cents worth of steel. Um which is never unless it's Damascus, it's never a good argument. Yeah, one of the most intimidating things I heard uh, last week was he's like, if you're gonna, you know, forge, then he's like, say goodbye to flat surfaces. <laughs> I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> I mean, I, I like flat surfaces for points of reference and you know, scribe lines, and uh, that that's not not the case, I guess. But well, if you're gonna do brute to forge, I mean, you can always forge and then surface grind. <laughs> yeah, purist. Purist talk here, Dennis. Purist talk. Oh yes, <laughs> completely sorry. purist. Purist. Yeah. purist. Yes, no, <laughs> no such thing as grinding. Yeah, but you uh, know, I, like I said, equal. I, I love the stock removal, but I think that's an amazing talent to be able to forge a knife completely to shape bevels. You know, and I mean, there's still grinding involved, obviously, but you know, like I, I think it's all awesome. It's kind of my stance. That's where I want to be. I'm in competition with nobody. I don't, I don't need to to join that kind of stuff, and I have enough shit that pisses me off in my regular life that I'm going to start debating here in this thing that's supposed to be my awesome place, my happy time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The It's such a silly thing, but uh, I'm sure I'll see some comments in the, on the YouTube video about, you know, this versus that or, you know, the gatekeeping. Speaking of, yeah, speaking of hot takes. So, I think I, I told you, like, I am not a fan of the antler handle <laughs> stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> personally, man, it's just not something that I I think is, I mean, the one I, I've seen some awesome ones made and, you know, to each their own. It's not something that I'm personally interested in. But um, a couple weeks back, uh, a buddy of mine <clears throat> Gave me this giant stump of manzanita wood, like a couple pieces. So I'm not a wood guy. Like I was joking in the, you know, a couple weeks ago that, you know, I barely just cut my first piece of wood a couple years ago. Um, I don't know the difference between the hardwoods and the softwoods. And, you know, uh, I, the, thought of processing wood stabilizing and like making my own handle material is like how I felt about leather working when I first started like I just don't need another rabbit hole to, to dive into right so like I, I'm I appreciate the the gift and you know I've been talking to a couple of people like I think it could be a, a a good handle material um so I gotta find somebody that's willing to um you know help process it or you know figure that part out um, but at the same do time, not, the guy do gave, not call me because that is not my jam. I'm with you, so no interest. Maybe somebody out there. <laughs> yeah. What, what's our email address? Yeah, triple T uh, FKM podcast. Triple T for knife makers podcast yeah. at gmail.com. You're interested in then helping out this giant piece of manzanita that. Yeah, someone wants to help Jared with his wood. <laughs> and it's very local here in the Bay Area. I mean, not a specific request, but <laughs> no. Uh, but in this thing, with that, those um, stumps of wood, uh, he gave me a couple of these antlers. All right, guys, I'm going to get made fun of here, but what is that? The, the crowns or the... The crown, I'm, I'm, yeah. The crown, yeah. So I, I literally have my bullhorns up with the 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 rock star thing. I'm trying to show you right now that I don't have a camera. On, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the horns. <laughs> so I have a couple of those, and I was looking at it the other day, and I was just like, hmm, maybe I'll try to do one of these knives with the antler handles. So <laughs> it's what? Like the wind, you know? Y yeah, you're gonna like try an antler here. handle. <laughs> you, you know what's gonna I make mean, you change your mind? The second you drill into it or you grind it. It smells great, right? Oh, it it just reeks. It smells like burnt hair. 
not my favorite all material. Right, so I got all. a couple of antlers for somebody that wants to make it. <laughs> <laughs> you should do one once. I've done one, and I was like, yeah, it's it's all right. It's a little freeing because you know you don't you don't have to shape the handle. That part's nice. <laughs> You yeah, just kind of yeah. got to go with it. You you, you got to put symmetry aside. If you like, you're like me, where everything's got to be symmetrical. No, you got to put that aside. Well, yeah, I have some now. I would have never purchased them, but so there you go. For my future handle making, processing, antler handle making knives, pleasure. Yeah, it's all uh, at my I, fingertips now. I'm still going on. I think I'm going on year three of having those fucking um, blocks of um, mammoth molar. What a terrible purchase that was. (laughs) I am ready to like throw those things in the garbage, but they're so expensive that I never would. But I hate them. Hate them. I've tried three times to use them. And every time I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this? They're just so chippy, and I think they were just terribly stabilized, but I don't know. I hate Didn't them. Did you use them for spacers or something one time? I tried. I tried. You, the first time I wanted to use it for uh, for bolster, and it was just a nightmare, and I never used it. And then I tried to use a piece as a spacer. Same thing. I was like, I'm, I, I was almost, you know, I'm like, oh, it's going pretty good. I'm not, you know, and then... One little one little touch on the grinder and a big chunk comes out. And then I'm swearing, ready to throw the thing across the room. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing it. They're just so, I don't know, maybe either I have a crappy piece or I just don't have the patience for it. I don't know what it is, but it's not for me. And yeah, I see, I see like Niels Vanderberg do like a spiral fluted, um, mammoth handle. And I'm like, how? <laughs> like, how, how could he put that much time in? Like, does he have a magical piece of mammoth that is like totally different than what I have? Because I cannot imagine ever doing that with with the piece that I have. That's it's insane. Like, it's just so crumbly, not crumbly, but chippy. So, yeah, maybe you got a bunk piece. Yeah, well, I actually had to send, uh, I bought it at, I don't know, one of the guys, um, I don't even remember, I was going to say I'm not going to out them, but I don't remember the name of the place, but one of the big carriers at Blade Show. And I had it in a drawer for, I mean, California, it gets warm in the shop, but, you know, not like crazy warm. But even so, I came back like two months later, opened up my drawer, and the thing was like cracked in like 10 different places. Like it was falling apart. Like it never been stabilized. And I sent them a picture and said, Hey, like this doesn't look like it was stabilized at all. Like it was just crumbling. And uh, they said, Oh, okay. Send it back to us and we'll send you another piece. And they did send me another piece, but you know, it's, it hasn't fallen apart, but it's still chippy as hell. So uh, if you guys use Mammoth and you're a big fan, let me know what, uh, have I got a dud piece or or what's going on? I've seen some really cool stuff out there with that. I've heard it smells like, yeah. Yeah, it, it's not as bad as the antler, but uh, oh, it's... Antler's worse? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think oh, antler's geez. worse. Good God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know why burnt antlers made me think about the Super Bowl, but um, oh, yeah, my Niners just another get lost. Depressing. And, yeah, it's been a rough day. Uh, they were winning the whole freaking game. Like they were, except for like one, like ninety second period. Except for that, they were winning the entire thing. And then, I mean. I'll be honest, wow. like Mahomes just outplayed outplayed the Niners yeah, he, he outplayed in OT. Everybody. He's a beep, 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 beep. I got nothing nice to say. <laughs> I mean, 
He's a prick, but I, I got to give him props because eight, what is it? Eight, uh, eight downs and forward progress in every single one of them. We couldn't even get, you know, we had one, uh, um, one possession. We barely got the field goal. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not a big sports fan. Uh, it's my wife that's the big sports fan, but uh, I did watch uh, no, the game. I, I, I do enjoy talking to, to Kim about the Niners more than you. <laughs> <laughs> but it and, would have been uh, nice to see the home team win, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Well, I could say that. I'm, I'm yeah. a big sports guy. I've been a lifelong Oakland A's fan, San Francisco, 49ers. I hate the Giants. Don't really care too much about the Raiders, but not too bad. But yeah, for us to get here and to still have the because <laughs> I almost flew to Miami the last time they played. I had this crazy deal where somebody was like, "I'll cover everything if you get your ticket," which was like five grand, right? But I was like, "I don't know if that's a bad deal on my side or or he was getting the better end <laughs> of the deal," but um. Could you imagine flying home from Miami after losing? I mean, Vegas, is, that, that would have been a quicker trip. So, But um, that was still fresh in my mind, to, to say the least. And, uh, yeah, to lose to – yeah, Mahomes is a just he's, – he's a Brady. He's a, he's a fucking great quarterback. He can't take anything from that. And, uh, yeah, fuck him. And well, that's about it. Well, sp- <laughs> speaking of prices, though, like just on a – you know, on a – on a whim, on a laugh, Kim and I were looking at prices for uh, for Super Bowl tickets. Yeah, the cheap, cheapest, the cheapest seats are like seventy five hundred bucks. Yeah, and you're so yeah. far away, you're better off watching it on TV. Yeah, like I couldn't believe it. the The seats that are like decent seats are like twenty five grand. Yeah, and then plus Your team hotels. Better win. Well, and to lose in overtime too. <laughs> Good God. And, and then Vegas hotels when there's a game on, it's like twelve hundred bucks a night. Yeah. Like well, that's, seriously. That's what it's about. Unless you're like staying off the strip with the hookers or something, like I don't know, but uh anything, any of the decent hotels were like seven fifty and up a night. Yeah. So like it's not just you know, 20 grand times two for two people, plus the room, plus the food, plus the, you know, it, that's like two cars. <laughs> like that's a, that's a lot of knife steel, a lot of handle material, a lot right? of tools. That's how I, that's how I kind of equate those things now. Yeah. That, that's so. you could, you could, you could outfit a whole professional knife making shop or you yep. could go to the Super Bowl and watch the Niners lose. <laughs> oh, but at least it was a good game. Went in overtime, you know. It was a good game. Yeah. It was a nail biter. It was a great game. I wanted to throw up the whole time, so that's how I know it's a good game. <laughs> yeah, now on oh. to my shitty A's. So yeah. I'll focus on forging. I think that's a brighter prospect for me right now. Right. Well, when does baseball? This is my knowledge of baseball. When does baseball start? It's like in the summer, right? Like I hate baseball, so I don't know. I don't know why I talk to you. Um, <laughs> spring training starts in March, which is an amazing time. I went for like eight years in a row right before COVID happened. Um, so they they have a spring training in Arizona and one in Florida. And then the season will start, right, I think that's like three or four weeks, and then it rolls right in. So we're, we're, we're about to start up again. Hmm. See, I'm not even a good Canadian. I don't even really watch hockey. Like, I don't follow hockey. I mean, I did when I lived in Canada, but not anymore. Nate, Nate uh, told me, he posted on my Facebook. He's like, don't worry, there's a lot of hockey left. <laughs> like, oh, that's I might right. just I take it. on. Yeah, I just might take that up. That's not hey, it's, than, uh... it, it's, the, it's the only major league sport where fights are a regular thing, so... You're welcome. I've, I've I love going to them. I've been to quite a few uh, shark games out here uh, in the past couple of years. They're a lot of fun because yeah, they fight. 
Well, hey, well, speaking of fighting, I should talk about the excitement I had uh, uh, Thursday morning <laughs> here at home. Oh, wow. oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, I'll give everybody the rundown. So, you know, I live in you know Bay Area of California. It's a pretty nice neighborhood. I mean, it's like residential. It's not I don't live in Oakland or, you know, in the hood or you anything. Live in the- you live in a and, nice neighborhood, Dennis. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I'm, like, it's fuck, three in the morning or something like that. And I keep hearing this, like, really loud voice, like, like a guy, like a guy on a loudspeaker or something. And I'm like, I go downstairs thinking it's like my, my wife, she couldn't sleep. So she went downstairs. So I'm thinking she's listening to the TV really loud. I go downstairs. She's passed out on the couch. And then I realize, it's a megaphone outside. So I'm like, what the hell? So I I'm, I go upstairs in this room in the office and I look out the window and I see cop cars, like lights from cop cars flashing, right? And I see all these spotlights on the house that is like, so my neighbor, his backyard backs onto mine. Well, so he's on the next street right in front of him. They have all the spotlights on this house. There's four cop cars. There's a SWAT, like, armored vehicle um, there with, like, SWAT guys in full camo and, like, assault rifles. And they have this house surrounded in every – and this is at, like, 3 in the morning. And, uh, and every 10 minutes they come on the loudspeaker and they say – We have the house surrounded. Please come out with your hands up, blah, blah, blah. And they keep saying that every 10 minutes. The guy's obviously not doing it. Um, And this went on from 3 o'clock until about 6.30 in the morning. And then they got on the megaphone and they started doing this like every two minutes. And then (laughs) the, uh, the SWAT really got active. Then they start shooting tear gas. They're shooting out the windows. And then like my wife and I are standing here for an hour, just watching the show out of the office window. And I mean, I think they weren't, I don't think they were firing assault rifles or anything like that, like bullets. I think they were, but they're, they're shooting to bust out windows and fire tear gas into the house. And eventually around eight 30 ish, right before eight 30, um, like 15 SWAT guys just broke down the door. They went in the house. They dragged this guy out. He's sitting on the curb. I put it on, on Instagram, like a picture of this guy. They had him on the curb. I think they, I don't know if they shot him, but he was bleeding from like the abdomen. But I don't know if it was like they were dragging him, you know, across glass or whatever. Like maybe they shot him with a rubber bullet or I don't know what. But they did, they'd take him away in a stretcher. So that was my excitement. Got no sleep that night because two or three in the morning, all this starts. So, uh, yeah, come to California. It's beautiful, they said. Yeah. And then as a result of that, you can spend an extra 30 minutes and you're already hour plus commute trying to go to work because somebody wants to act like an ass. Because that's what happened. You You were letting (laughs) me know. I worked from home that day. (laughs) Yeah. I was, <laughs> you're like, oh, there's a standoff there. Yeah, it was extra spicy trying to get get through. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was a that was a fun morning, um, watching these guys fire into a home and break glass and, yeah. but interesting stuff. Very active week this week. <laughs> are you so when are you those, back? Are you calling those plug welds the the starry night? Um, I think now that I'm looking at the pattern more, I think I'm going to go with some kind of, I don't know. It, to me, they kind of look like, um, almost like black holes, like kind of like a cosmos of black holes kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I, at first I was calling it starry night, but now that I've seen it etched, um, it, uh, Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll let uh, let other people uh, name it. Yeah, I think so because I'm not getting a Starry Night vibe. No, no, I I'm not getting it now. Um, yeah, maybe a 
black hole sun or something steal something from uh black hole sun won't you come <laughs> it's a great song um but yeah like the the uh the 450 layer kind of the background in some areas it's it's kind of wavy and it looks it looks really cool i'm really happy with it it's more like a milky way i like that it's a milky way yeah yeah, I, I like so, the I like the word cosmos, so maybe I'll direct put that in there. Somehow. There you go. I don't know. You just did through the cosmos. All right, on. So, well, I guess uh, next week we're talking about forging on the uh, on the triple T. I'm excited to hear about that. I'll be completely locked into that one. Um, hopefully, you guys listening, you got any thing that you're interested in seeing or hearing about to you um that'd be awesome and uh i'm gonna try not to uh over inundate myself with uh real life work and i i'm ready to etch the wave cutter oh yeah yes nice got it all sanded and now i was just looking at it and i'm like Oh fuck! <laughs> I've only—I uh, don't know. I got to rethink that. I want to know if I'm going to go standard or the um, Gator Piss. I'm trying to make a decision. Yeah, I think I'm actually going to order some more of that Gator Piss and uh, give it a second shot. Because um, I I've had mixed results come out. Yeah, I've had some seen some stuff come out ridiculous with it. Like just ridiculously awesome. Yeah. So I mean, part of me thinks it's just, you know, it, it's ferric plus muriatic acid, hydrochloric acid, same thing, whatever. Um, because then it doesn't bleed the copper. But then it's like it really, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what kind of magic sauce uh, coin the boys are putting in that thing. But um, there's um, obviously yeah some kind of magic, some some baker <laughs> magic. Right. I've seen some really cool stuff come off of it. Uh, so that's my, I got to decide that and then get that thing glued up and out of my effing shop so I can move on to the next one. Cause, uh, my whips are exceed five. So I got to crack in here. Oh, Where's working project. project, working progress. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> progress. Say it again. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I'm. I'm actually really excited on that that Bowie knife, the the mystery Bowie knife, and if I'm gonna do a video, I, mean, I think I am gonna do a video on that, just because it's total mystery to me. But uh, yeah, at least a real, the reveal. Yeah. Reel. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Um, and I'm the other thing I'm deciding um, on this beginner series is, you know, like. I want to go deep on the beginner topics, but like, are people like, are people sitting there saying, when's you going to make a knife? Like, <laughs> like, uh, cause I do want to do like the knife steel intro and the, you know, I want to redo my heat treating video and a bunch of stuff, but you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll intersperse those with, um, you know, like the next week, like the, this week's will be the, the, intro to bladesmithing kind of thing or getting started bladesmithing. And then, then maybe I do the forging video and then pause and do, Oh, let's talk about knife steels and then another one. And then, you know, do the, you know, the stock removal portion of the, you know, forged it to shape. And now we're going to, you know, now, now, now it's like, okay, it's kind of like stock removal. I have a, I have a blank and now we're going to be doing all of the, you know, he'll like drilling holes and stuff like that. And then, and then I'll intersperse it with the heat treating video, but I don't know. I got to think about it. Too many options. I know this, this is the life of the content creator, right? Yeah. And not considering everyone's opinions, I guess you're going to lose. Someone's not going to give a shit about what, what, you know, this week's episode is and and on and on and on and on. So, I think yeah. you'll, uh, you're, you're, you're going after beginners right now. So go after that. Right. 
Right. So that's like the the one question I wanted to to you know the question of the day, and this comes up all the time. Like I've literally answered this question probably, you know, or I've seen it asked on the Facebook groups probably five times in the last week by different people. You know, like what is a good two by seventy two, or when should I go to a two by two by seventy two grinder? Uh, I saw one I think today. Should I get a, an oven or a two by seventy two? So let let's hear Jared's uh, view on this. When when should you go to a two by seventy two? I think you should go to a. Uh, so I have my what I did was I got an oven first because trying to heat shoot out of a forge was something that interested me zero, and the chances of me consistently getting a heat treat that was uh you know reliable was not really uh relevant but having built my 2 by 72 um i would say that's probably the way to go first and i would do it as yeah. soon as you can if this is something that you really want to do right. my that's from my side the, the versatility of it um i the amount of processes that are simplified with a little investment in the two by 72 go are, are the time savings alone is, is, is incredible. Not to mention how much better your, your work can get. I mean, I'm not saying you have to, I'm just saying it, it does help. And if you have the means and the ability, I would say just buy one before you start. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I, and I, I never started, I started with a, which is, and I said in the, in the last video, I started with it, like, I think it was like a, one of those combo disc sander kind of belt grinder kind of combos. And I'm pretty sure it was a, it was either a, I can't remember if it was a three or a four, four by 36 or something like that. And uh, it was terrible. Cause like the wide four inch belt is, is is terrible for for knives because you just don't have the you need that narrower belt right so that's you know Some don't places, yeah. yeah um and it was just it had a myriad of other issues but i mean i know a lot of guys that start with the one by 30 and and they can get by with it and you know i'm not opposed to telling people start with the one by 30 because not everyone knows if they're going to stay with the craft enough to invest in a two by 72. But, you know, given that there's kits out there like the revolution, which is like, I mean, I don't know, it's around 800 bucks and you got to buy the motor and the VFD. Yeah. Okay. You need to know how to weld. So if you don't know how to weld, then maybe that's not the one, but there are other, low entries two by 72s like do you do you get a cheap two by 72 um or you know do you do you save up and get you know an ameribrade a broadback uh, pick your favorite name out there um so that's you know it's always an interesting discussion like the experience makers look back and go oh yeah of course get a two by 72 as soon as you can but you know how many people get into this and get out of it right away yeah that's true like i started with a one by 30 went to a two by 42 or 48 whatever that is i can't remember right now um the one by 30 was fine the speed was a lot easier to deal with my two by 42 i want to say i got one of those those palm grin something it's uh that thing hauled ass though. That was just one speed haul ass, you know? And as soon as you got to like a 120 belt or something, <laughs> it was like, oh no, that was, that was not for me. So variable speed was huge for me. Um, and then I, I tried, uh, that's why I started building my own. So, um, I mean, the investment in a one by 30 is well worth it opposed to like files or something like that, unless that's what you're into. Um, but 
I think I, I guess I'm one of those guys now. I haven't haven't had a two by seventy two. It's like I can't I, you can't look back now. The variables, yeah, need too. Of course, like, everyone won't want you because now they make that that grizzly. Yeah, yeah. as a two by forty two or two by forty eight. Um, that's like three hundred bucks, and it's variable speed tilts. I've heard some things with the motors going uh, on them pretty quick, and you may be you know f that way. Yeah. But I, I've only seen a couple of that. But that would be like perfect if that was around when I started. That would have been because that was about what I paid for the for the second one that I bought the the single speed two by forty two. I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah, I haven't. I. I... I have heard mixed reviews on those with the, a lot of issues with the motor. And then I just read someone's feedback about, cause someone said, Oh yeah, they fixed the motor issue. And then someone said, uh, no, they didn't. All they did was put some feature in that didn't really, you know, the motor's still under power and you still burn it out or whatever, but I don't, I don't have I, one. Me neither, so I don't, but I just think the concept of it and, no. the, and the price point on it would be, I would have, I would have bought it. Yeah, I mean, if geez, someone could come out with a really cheap, really cheap entry 2x48 or something like that, it would, yeah, it would do really well. And I think that's what Grizzly was trying to yeah. do. So they're on the right path. They just got to, you know, either up the price point a bit so they can get quality or, you know, sacrifice something. But it would... It would be a good machine if, uh, you know, if they get it right. And, you know, they probably will. Their stuff's usually pretty good. Yeah. So it's a V1, right? There you go. I like that. Yeah. So my my last topic that I have is to talk about Instagram. So I am finally, maybe I shouldn't jinx it, but I am finally out of Instagram I'll call it jail, but you know, it's, That's what I, was yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I, I've heard other people, cause I did a little poll or post whatever and asked if anyone, and a couple of people said, yeah, they just, they also just got out of recommendation jail. So I'm wondering if they, they fixed their algorithm, um, a little bit. So they weren't flagging everybody. Um, so I don't know, but my fingers are crossed that uh, it, it stays that way because every one of my posts was just getting, you know, everyone. It would, it would barely have a knife picture in it. The one I, that I, where I was twisting Damascus got flagged. It's just a, it's a hot piece of steel that I'm twisting. Like, how could you flag that for anything? So it was, it was getting ridiculous. And I had a, I was talking with... Um, with um shit um noah vachon and i was saying like maybe you know the people the people that i noticed that were getting flagged the most actually had knife or knife works or knives as part of their instagram handle so i was theorizing like are we getting targeted more because one of those terms is in our instagram handle um, but I don't know. I don't know. I, who got, knows? I got blasted well, well, for a while. I've actually, I forgot about it. And then I went and checked and I'd been clear for at least, uh, a month prior to when you had just posted that. Yeah. At well, least. No, I mean, it was, I, I checked it religiously like every couple of days appealing every single time that I remembered and it wasn't doing anything. And then finally, like I didn't like it had been probably a week and I just looked and I was green, which was blew me away. Yeah. I think I gave up somewhere so, around Christmas time. Yeah. I actually had to step away from, from Instagram for a minute and, and take a break. Cause I was uh, not finding I think, you know, when you, you're posting things and you're getting, you know, a couple hundred views and it, it, th that whole thing was discouraging enough. And then, um, so I took a nice little break and kind of recharged. And I think that, it's funny you, you, you're bringing that up because that was something that I was going to say was that I'm like, 
back in and, and looking at everybody's stuff and starting to get that spark of, you know, inspiration and encouragement when you see, you know, people you know and that you don't know doing cool things and, and making stuff. And, and that's how it was when I first started. Like, it was uh, it was awesome, that part of our community sharing everything. So, I like, I want to make it a point to actually start – because what I define myself guilty of is scrolling past shit or looking at it saying, oh, my God, that's really cool. And then I keep flipping. I don't, you know, sometimes I try to if I try to remember to like, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make it more of an effort to comment and participate in, you know, um, Yeah. Yeah. And I know what you mean. And, and I, I'm guilty of the same thing. I'm just like, you, you get into that death scroll mode where you're just like scroll, scroll, scroll. And then I forget like, Oh, that, that's a friend of mine. I, I, I got to like, and I got to interact well, and I, I got to post. Right? And yeah, that's like, I mean, I, like I want to comment. Yeah, no, but I want to exactly. too, but I, like, I just forget like, sometimes. Son of a bitch. And, you know, you're like, Oh, and then you'll see, you know, a comment or something like that. Like that stuff is, it's important. I'm not saying that's what we do this for, but it, it's it's awesome to hear, and I want I want to participate and, and interact with with the, everybody in this community. And I think I'm just trying to make a better effort to to do that because I think it helps, you know, uh, it helps push that the algorithm and kind of combat what you were talking about with you know us getting that weird AI target or whatever, you know. But uh, you know, if I think it's cool, I think you should know it's cool. That's kind of like my motto right now. You know, and I, I'm going to try to stick to that. Right. Hey, c- kudos to Fader for the old throwing the shit at the anvil and having the knife appear. I've so many people have like, not like copied it, but have reacted to that. Pickles was funny where he throws a pickle and he's sitting on the anvil. I missed that. Um, I missed that that one. was a good idea. Like, <laughs> I didn't you missed that. that one? Oh, oh man, go to Pickle's oh, page and look at that one. That was the funniest one yet. God damn. No, that was that's yeah. pretty cool. But uh, yeah. And it's I, I you know, and he he was I was just listening to Knife Talk right before this and Fader's like, you know, yeah, I'm doing this, but you know, mo- most of the interactions are from other knife makers which you know, he's trying to sell knives. Who gives a shit if like knife makers are interacting with him, right? Like, I mean, he cares, but that's funny you say that because, and, and I, you know, he, I we probably should get wrapping this up, but like, I, I was listening to, um, to Koi uh, on, on Full Blast and, and Brian as well. When they're talking about business, you know, I just, maybe someday in the future, that'll be the focal point, you know, um, Cause those, those kind of takes are still like, you know, um, you know, as you're learning and growing and trying to, you know, develop a skill and a style and, you know, ultimately sales and business are, are part of that, you know, but it's, um, you know, it's not my, my strong point and it's not my focus right now, you know, and I know there's other people that are, you know, similar to that. And I just, for that reason, I think the, the, the knife maker participation is cool, but you know, for some people, this is their livelihood, you know, and it's, and they don't have the situation that I have where, you know, you want to not do what you're doing for a living to feed your family because you want to do something else, you know, but it's, it's a drive of, of making that time. And, uh, so I think it's important to, for me anyways, to, to participate and interact and, and while remembering that, you know, this is a business for some people, you know, and there's a a strong drive to be great businessmen. And I think there's some great examples of people that are doing great business and, you know, in this community. So uh, I, I appreciate all sides of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it can be quite the dichotomy of like, yeah, you want to be, you want to be with the community, but the community is not, target. they're not your, sometimes they're your buyers, but they're yeah. not your target. <laughs> so, you know, if you're, if you're in the knife game as a business, like don't market the knife makers, they're not going to buy your I, knives. I get it. It makes complete <laughs> Which sense. Which makes yeah. perfect sense. But, you know, when other knife makers yeah. interact with your but, stuff, it hopefully pushes it out to, you know, non-followers and gets that, you know, gets your exposure up and, but what the fuck do I know? Yeah. 
I'm just trying to make a knife. I'm just you know lots. <laughs> you know lots. <laughs> All right, man. Say hey when you back in the, the right, Bay so Area. Turnaround. I got in this morning. I'll be back tomorrow night. Late, late, late. And then. Uh, oh, you gonna party in the metropolis of Idaho? No, I'm not gonna have any time. I'm gonna sit in my truck and do a podcast <laughs> while I should be answering emails. But <laughs> and then I got a couple meetings and some stuff tonight, and then. Yeah, it's actually not. A, this place is cool. It wasn't so damn cold, and uh, I think I'm about ten years too late on the. Oh, you just cut out there. It's cool. Where are you? I'm in Meridian Idaho? right now, but I'm in Boise. I'm in Boise. <laughs> yes, S. Yeah, Boise. That was a, that was a good one. But uh, yeah, it's nice out here, dude. If it wasn't cold, like if it didn't snow, I'd I'd be here in a heartbeat. And about ten years too late. It's just as expensive yeah. as back home. Almost, that's crazy. But yeah, it's going to turn into California light pretty there, soon. Yeah. <laughs> it's already there. <laughs> All right, man. All right, we'll take care. Come back safe, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. And uh, yeah, yeah I got we'll a get nice busy. Big ass shop chair waiting for me when I get out. That's right. A big ass, a literally a big ass there. shop chair. <laughs> All right, man. I'm going to play you out. You can't see me dancing. <laughs> <laughs>